Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listener, Sarah Box here, your host. I am super excited to bring back a guest who I know many of you were excited to listen to the first time around, which who is Dr. Carla Manley. Now, back in May, you learned more about Dr. Carla, her background, how she came to be and her clinical work from a different path, a more kind of traditional path, let's say. And today she's actually known beyond being a clinical psychologist as an author, speaker, and a recognized authority on women's issues, psychological health and wellness, and fear-based disorders such as trauma, anxiety, and depression. But she's here today to talk to us about her new book, which when I talked to her back in May, I didn't even know was in the works. And it's called Aging Joyfully. And it it touches on the reality for any of us who are transitioning into our later years. And I say this, today is my birthday. So this is really a fun, yeah, it's a fun day for me. It's a, it's a germane topic. But to help folks transition into new beginnings and really the new roles that women um, in particular face as we age and things change for us. Um, and Dr. Manley, you have some great news about your book, I understand, that I'm not aware of. So let's start by sharing that and then we'll do our little conversation update on you. Absolutely. Just today, I learned that this is the book, Aging Joyfully, and this beautiful book just got, um, first it got a starred review from Publishers Weekly, which was serendipitous because the review came the day the final copy went to print. So it got on the back and that was so, so wonderful. And then just today, I was told that, or found, got the good news, that Mom's Choice Awards gave both my first book, Aging, I'm sorry, Joy from Fear, and then Aging Joyfully, their gold award. So I just feel so honored because that means that it will, it is resonating with women. It is resonating with readers. Both are. So that's the goal, right? To help. That, to absolutely. Help. And that's always the goal, right? When you yeah. write to make something that touches people. So with that in mind, talk to us because this is a shorter format interview. So mm -hmm. Let's talk to um, me and our listeners about why the book, the different chapters in the book, and who benefits from the book? Who would benefit most from the book? What I found, give a little backstory that'll, I'll try and be very quick, but when I was talking to the publisher about the book, they wanted it to be called A Maturation Guide for Women 60 and Beyond. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. None of us want to be told to mature or, you know, that's not. And this is an issue that's not for 60-year-olds. It's actually not for 50-year-olds. That in my private practice, I am working with women as young as 25 who say, I feel old. I haven't done enough. I'm no longer relevant. I'm afraid of this thing called aging. And I thought, wow. So I was able, we were able to get it to, in the subtitle, it says 50 and beyond. But I really wrote to every reader, to women and to men, right? Because it is about aging. And what I wanted to create, and I believe I did, and there's always I can do a second book if necessary, but with the feedback I've gotten is that it's generally touches the areas that are most important to women and again, and men, because there are very few things in the book that are not germane to men. Very few things that wouldn't speak to a man. And in fact, when my husband read it, he said, wow, honey, 
I really appreciate now what women go through. And I'm glad I'm not a woman. I understand <laughs> women better now, but wow. And so what I, my, my goal was in the book is to really speak from my soul, but to offer um, tips, information that is research-based, evidence-based, so that women could then look at their lives and figure, use the book as a roadmap and so in the first chapter, and I have my little outline here, the first chapter is about the idea of embracing maturity, embracing age with wisdom and joy, and really looking at one's own attitude. What am I looking at as I turn 30, 40, 50, 60? And I'm, am I negative? Am I assuming it's going to go downhill? So that's the first chapter is really about checking in with the self right? And then when we go into the second chapter, it's just deepening that process. And it's about really starting to look at your inner world and realizing, do I love myself from the inside out? What are the thought patterns I'm engaging in? And throughout the book, as with Joy From Fear, I offer exercises so that a woman can get as deep in her work as she wants. And I offer 90 what I call wisdom tips, so that you do everything from practice positive mantras to writing. Interestingly enough, it really resonates with people. At first, it strikes them as, oh, this is odd, but a letter of regret to the self. Well, why would we want to write a letter of regret? Because almost every woman and man I run across has regrets. And they're lurking around in there. And if we don't talk to them and write them out and embrace them, we can't move past them. And we also don't get the opportunity to see some of the things that we think are regrets, like, oh, I wish I had had children, or I wish I had no children. I would have been a superstar if I hadn't devoted my life to our, my children, right? And then, but then we get a chance to say, but wow, do I really regret that? Maybe if I had two lives, I would live both, but do, would I really not want my children and have instead, you know, to be the head of Google or something? Uh, for me, the answer is obvious. No, but, you know, but it gives us the opportunity to reflect. So that's, um, so in each chapter, I give some wisdom tips, some very simple and some a little more complex. So that's that. And then one of them, for example, in chapter two, the wisdom tip, it's wisdom tip 14. It's really talking about nurturing your positive feelings. Why is that important at every age? If I have a negative feeling, my back hurts or I'm sad, most people, many of us get stuck in that. And we think and we think and we think on that negative thing. But when we're feeling positive and joyful, we don't embrace it and, and hold on to it as much as we do. So that's one of the, the exercises is to really notice when a positive feeling is coming up. Oh, I feel joyful right now. Why are you feeling joyful? Well, I'm with my sweetheart or I'm walking my dog or I just am looking forward to a cup of tea with my friend. Why is all of that important? Whatever thought we have, whatever behavior we have, be it good or not so good, is going to become more of who we are. So by nurturing the positive feelings, then we encourage them. So that's an idea of chapter two. Chapter three, this is a great chapter for people who are really body focused and we want to focus on this body that is our home. And so chapter three just dives into the body. And I talk about everything from incontinence to changes in sexuality, normalizing things that for many people, they think they're the only person in the world who has a little bit or a lot of incontinence. And I learned so much 
as I read. And I talk about sexuality for women and men and talk about, you know, things like facelifts and procedures that people can have trying to be very non-judgmental, basically saying, hey, be doing whatever you're doing, be doing it for the right reason. Whatever it is, really come back to you and make sure whatever it is you're doing, going gray, you know, whatever it is that it helps you feel better about you, not replacing the inner work that needs to be done. Because no amount of work on this is going to make me feel good if this doesn't feel good. So chapter three is, and my book was also medically reviewed to make certain, I, a dear friend of mine who's a wonderful MD went through it. And, and actually I was so happy that she found very little to add, you know, a couple pieces about, you know, think about this and about medical directives. And so there are also really pragmatic wisdom tips in chapter three that remind all of us to take care of those details like medically speaking, so that we have a file, so that if something happens to us or, you know, our significant other, that we have all of that and really understand the importance of having that at our fingertips. I still have mine to do, though. So practice what I preach. preach. So that's chapter three. Chapter four is probably one of my favorite chapters and it's going to be one of my next books I'm, books I'm going to really blow it up you know, you know expand it but it's about our relationships and about tuning into relationships and roles and really starting to look at your relationships because for many people for some people career is everything or material gain is everything but for many people self-included relationships are fundamental so having a safe and happy relationship, a connected relationship with friends, family, significant other. So that's what I really try and dive into in chapter four and help people get into that often uncomfortable space of are you happy? Are you in a relationship where you're giving your best and you're getting back your significant other's best? And I even have put a disclaimer in there saying, I'm not advocating divorce. I'm not telling you to leave your partner. It might be something you ultimately consider. But, but you know, to me, the first thing is to work on the relationship. But sometimes we find we're in an intractable, you know, relationship that the other person doesn't want to grow. And this time on this planet is very limited. So we want to be with people who want to grow with us. That's my paradigm. Some people don't want to grow. That's okay. But anyway, so that's chapter four. And all chapter four also really starts looking at our roles in life and how important it is to realize that, you know, just as with with a nod to all of the wonderful clinicians who have gone before me and informed me and researchers, but to the architect typal nature of of our movement through life we go from the child the maiden to the mother and then moving into the role of crone which i was not allowed to use in the book it was one of the two things that was taken out because women might apparently not understand the use of crone and think that i was being disparaging but to me moving into the stage of crone is a gorgeous phase of life. She is the wise woman. She is the elder. She is the, you know, the fairy godmother and the the wise witch. Also, the you know, she can be a little tough witch too, the Baba Yaga witch, right? But um, 
So I had to shift that word. I think we chose wise elder or something. I can't remember. I like crone. But I love crone yeah. because she is the the woman we are missing today. Well, she, it's that blend of powerful, wise, and not to be trifled with at the same not time, to be right? Trifled with, and she has earned those wrinkles. She has earned that mantle she wears, and she is not. You know, those other years. Okay, then I was focused on this thing called whatever 20 year old beauty is, 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 but there is a beauty in being a crone, I think. So um, when we look at, so that is looking at these various roles we move through and that in our teens, it's about identity. Our twenties, more about identity and relationship and career and 30, our roles is maybe mother, it might be mother, um, wife, blossoming artist, you know, whatever your career is, whatever that is, 40s, more of the same. And then in our 40s, often we wake up and say, aha, uh-huh. I've been invested in all these roles. Now what? And then for some of us, that really hits us hard in our 50s or our 60s. So looking at all of these various roles and saying, wait a second, if you're 40, 50, 30, 80, it's never too late. Be what you want to be. Be what you want to be. Breathe into it. It's never too late. So I really talk about that in chapter four. Chapter five, that again, moving into relationships and changing roles, but really looking at um, certain things like becoming a grandparent, um, being maybe a widow, maybe retiring, all of these different things, empty nesting that require us to shift our roles. I mean, and really look at that to create harmony within the self and in the world. So that's chapter five. Chapter six is my favorite, maybe, because it's about, I know I get so attached to my books, but it is about creating a brave, passionate you. And, you know, self-included, that's why I can write from our, my heart, is I think, hey, no, no segment of my life has been easy. I'm just one of those people where, you know, the divine says, I'm going to challenge you every day, right? You are going to run the marathon. And so I look at my life and I say, hey, I'm not challenge free yet. At my age, I am happier than ever because I've put all of those things behind me. I've done for everybody else. And now, strangely enough, I'm still doing for others, but it's in a field I love and it's in a way that I want to help women change themselves, men change themselves, and thus change the world. I get a little crazy about it. I mean, I just get so excited. So doing one thing at a time, just one step at a time, right? And um, so that's what chapter six is about, is really inviting women to be a brave, passionate self, whatever that is. And how do we do that? We notice what brings us passion. We notice what gets us going. And then whatever that is, who cares what somebody thinks about it? Do it. Do so it. it sounds like the previous chapters will help you by the time you get to chapter six yeah. to be able to say, okay, I can connect with what that passion is and I'm ready to do it. I'm and clear I'm about it. Yeah. And I am fearless. And yeah. this is my time. This is my time to do this. Whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be writing 20 books or opening a boutique. It might be 
I don't want to give away the book, but I give really concrete examples, real life stories. And then I finish the book off with a real life client who wanted to to be. She actually asked, she knew I was working on it and she asked if I would include her story. And it was the perfect story because it's a woman in her 60s who started with me, had been in a 35-year relationship. She got dumped for a woman across the U.S. And then she was diagnosed with cancer and she's learning to date online. I mean, just talk about running the gauntlet, right? Oh, absolutely. So Dr. Manley, as we, cause we're going to have to wrap this, (laughs) but I don't want you to give away everything. So because, because first of all, your book, getting those recognitions and awards this early, you know, and it's publication, right? That's amazing. So tell our listeners the best place to get your book if there is a best place or your favorite place for them to get it. And then we will make sure to have all of that in the links to this show. Okay. My favorite place is your local bookstore. So if that's important to you, type in IndieBound, I-N-D-I-E-B-O-U-N-D, IndieBound on your computer. They'll give you a little place where you can put in your zip code, type in your zip code. They'll show you the the bookstore where you can access it that's close to you. If they do not have it on their shelves because they ran out or didn't order it, they will get it for you lickety split. That link is also on my website, as is a link to Barnes and Noble and Amazon where you can also get it. And um, my publisher, Familius, it can be ordered through their website. You can contact them. And so that's it. But both of them are out there. They are in bookstores. They are in shelves. They're in even Target and Walmart, for goodness sakes. So Well, it sounds like the perfect holiday gift too. Maybe both of the books wrapped up, nice little bow on it. Nice holiday gift for ourselves first and then our friends. Yeah, thank you. And I'm going to ask if you will come back in 2020 and we'll have another visit on a different topic entirely. Oh, I would love to. Okay, (laughs) because I just love your energy and what you share with everyone. So on that note, thank you so much for being a guest again. Thank you. It's such a joy to connect with you and your listeners. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy holidays. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you like what you heard, and if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a No Labels, No Limits, No Excuses life.